Are you ready to scale your business in a way that's aligned with your soul and profitable? I'm Casey Rossi, a business and leadership coach. I've been a full-time entrepreneur for 30 years and love business. I help conscious leaders increase their impact and optimize their lives. Join me each week for tips and deep conversations on cultivating confidence, increasing your visibility, elevating your vibration, and leading with purpose without burning out. Let's go. My guest today is Joanna Kleinman. Joanna shares that being a human means that you have an inner critic, which is that little voice inside your mind telling you how imperfect you are all day long. So Joanna is a licensed psychotherapist and inner critic expert, and she is going to share so much valuable information in this episode. Two of my very favorite pieces that we talk about is how to unhook from our automatic minds. And when we learn how to do this, we really have the power to change our lives. And the second piece, which I thought was very interesting, was why events during our imprint stage actually has this impact that we carry with us, sometimes like baggage throughout our whole entire life, until we're able to recognize them and make a shift. I know you're going to enjoy this conversation, and I'd love to hear from you. You can always continue the conversations that we start here on the pod over in the Women Developing Brilliance Facebook group. But for now, please enjoy the show. Hey, Joanna, it's so awesome to have you here on the show. Welcome. Thanks, Casey. It's so great to be here. Awesome. I know we're going to have a very good conversation because we have quite a bit in common, primarily truly loving mindset. And I would like to kick this off with why are you so passionate that mindset becomes Main Street knowledge? Mm, That's such a good question. So I have basically been on an inquiry since I was 13 years old. I was fortunate enough to have parents that were sort of on their own self-growth and self-awareness journey. My mother was a psychotherapist. My father was kind of, you know, he's, he's, he's a little bit of a tortured soul. And so he was always looking for ways to deal with his mindset. So anyway, when I was 13, I will never forget, I witnessed somebody in a seminar standing there with a seminar leader. And this woman was able to shift the way this seminar participant was looking at a particular situation in her life. And I actually witnessed like really her whole life opening up in a new direction because she was able to shift a belief that she had been carrying with her, dragging with her really for her whole life. And so it was just in that moment that I saw what was possible when you're really intentional about where your mind is going. And I decided at 13, that's what I want to do with the rest of my life. Now I'm 50 now. And so I've really devoted my whole life to this and not just professionally, but personally as well. And so what I see for myself and then for everybody that I work with is when you know how to think, right? Not just having thoughts, but intentionally how to think you are living a fundamentally different life. And I'm just passionate about everybody really understanding how to think in a way 
where we are all living lives where we can access peace and joy and freedom and contentment, even when life doesn't go in the direction that we want it to, or we think it should. Yeah, absolutely. Especially, and I'm right there with you. That's awesome. Such a powerful experience to have at a young age and then to just have that sense of knowing, lean in and have all of that longevity. And like you said, not only on a professional basis, but a personal basis, which I can imagine makes you that much more magnetic because we absolutely have to walk our talk and that's what's going to bring people towards us. So I'm really excited to learn more. I know that you do a lot of work with inner critics. And before we dive deep into that, I would love it if you could just explain to us, why do we even have an inner critic? Yeah. So, all right, this is all humans, okay? There's nobody walking around on this planet that does not have an inner critic. So the way that I describe the inner critic mind is it's the voice that speaks to us over 60,000 times a day. We have 60, over 60,000 thoughts a day, right? So it's with us from the moment we get up to the moment we go to bed. And the reason why we all have it is because Unfortunately for us as human beings, when we are starting at around three or four, right, that's when we're trying to determine how are we valued? How do we belong? How do we fit in? Okay, this really actually goes back to caveman times, right? We, right, we needed to fit into the tribe or else we died. Okay, mm-hmm. so here we are little boys and little girls, and we're trying to figure out how we matter and how we belong, mostly to our immediate family. And what is inevitable is that something happens in our little young life, and it is our first experience of feeling like there is in some way something's wrong, okay? Now, it could be something traumatic. It could be something as benign as mom yells at us for spilling milk, right? Mm -hmm. But it's our first experience of, oh my gosh, I might not be loved. I might not be accepted, right? And what we don't understand when we are three, four, five, six, seven years old around those ages, okay, is that our parents are human beings, okay? Now, as adults, right, we know that we are always reacting to things, right? We have overreactions, we get triggered. So the most important people around us when we're young, a lot of times are reacting from their pain. Mom screams at us for spilling milk. We don't know. She just got into a fight with dad and the mortgage is due and whatever else is going on. We assign meaning, false meaning, where there is no meaning. And we do this all very subconsciously. And so- What happens is we experience this intense pain that's so overwhelming to a little boy or a little girl, and immediately our survival mechanism kicks in, okay? Our survival mechanism is all about how do I avoid pain? So that's where the inner critic mind first starts, right? Our mind says, okay, I never want to experience this pain again, and so what do I need to do to make sure I don't? How do I make sure that everybody loves me and everybody values me and I'm never rejected and I never fail, right? That's where it first begins. It makes so much sense. I'm curious, and I know with your psychotherapy background that you're going to have a good answer for this. 
why are those imprint years so dang powerful? Yeah, because we don't have any understanding, right, of what really constitutes being a human being. In other words, in our because we're because we're young children, right? In our world, our parents are all right or adults are all knowing, right? They're almost like God. They're infallible. They can do no wrong. We don't know that they make mistakes. We don't know that they're only human. And mm-hmm. so if they're mad or they're rejecting or they're critical or they're upset, we have no ability to know that that's because of them. And so, of course, as children, it always becomes about us. And this could be with anyone, right? It could be we could assign false meaning to our parents, but we also assign false meaning to maybe things that our siblings say or other children say. Now, here's the thing that that's really difficult, okay, is that we don't know that we do this when we're really little. And so now let's fast forward, okay? Now we are, you know, in fifth grade and we're on the playground and little Susie sticks her tongue out at us and says, I don't want to play with you anymore, right? Well, automatically we see that through that filter that we first created when we were three and we didn't know it, right? So now we assign that meaning. So imagine all of the big and tiny ways that we assign false meaning right? The failed tests, the sideways glances from the teacher, right? All of the experiences. So by the time we are adults, a lot of layers. layers. (laughs) And you know, it's like, we can't remember what we had for breakfast two days ago, but we remember in fifth grade when little Susie stuck her tongue out at us, right? It's like, those are the places where our automatic mind focuses, right? Goes right to that core pain, and tries to protect us from the pain. Yeah, it makes so much sense. Thank you for explaining that. I love the fact that you underscored false meaning because that immediately gives it some context of one, there's a lack of truth in it, and two, it can be changed and have a shift in our perspective. So I really appreciate that. I'm curious of your thoughts on whether or not women's inner critics are louder and more persistent than men's, or if that's a myth. Uh, no, that is not a myth. (laughs) (laughs) Break it down for us. That is not a myth. Okay. So first of all, there have actually been studies. I think I'm saying this out of memory, but I think it was a, a Harvard business review study that said that women will only take positions if they know that they are 100% capable of taking that position. Whereas a man will take the position, even if he doesn't know if he's qualified and capable. And he says, you know what, I'll just figure it out. So they've actually done studies on this. And there are so many puzzle pieces that go into this. And I think that for a very long time, we sort of, you know, listen, we li- we've lived for generations in a very male-oriented society. And we had a lot of roles and responsibilities that unfortunately translated into we are responsible for everything and everyone. We are responsible for everybody's happiness, 
for everybody's emotions. We're responsible for how our children turn out. This is all false, by the way, right? <laughs> but, but our culture perpetuates this idea 100%. that everybody else's emotional well-being is our responsibility. And so the pressure, right? And then it used to be that we, you know, for a long time, we just had roles raising children, but now, now we are like super women, right? We do it all. And what is a shame for women is that we have this ideal version of ourselves that lives in our minds, all of us. And so we have this idea, right? She is the perfect size and the perfect, right? She does everything perfectly. She's the perfect mom and she's the perfect business owner and she knows everything and she's got the perfect level of confidence and right. It just keeps going on and on and on. And so we compare ourselves to this ideal version of who we think we're supposed to be. Yeah. And it's this chronic state of no matter who we are and what we've accomplished and the lives that we're living, it's never good enough. Because we think that that ideal person in our head actually is possible of achieving. I totally agree with you. And you're, you're absolutely correct. I do think that our environment, marketing, and society perpetuates this superwoman persona. And I'm really happy to see that we're starting to see a shift in the change in conversation But I'm just wondering for how many years do we have to have this conversation before we embrace it as truth? Curious of your thoughts of when we're going to be able to crack through this superwoman persona, even though we're getting such great content now on this topic, but we're still so addicted to the Instagram reels of perfectionism. Yes. So listen, the short answer is, I certainly don't know how many years it's going to take. Okay. But I think, I personally think that COVID, okay, as horrific as it was and how much destruction that it's caused. Okay. Sometimes I think that there are, you know, there's other forces and right. I, you could call it the universe. You could call it God. You could call it source, right? Whatever you're going to call it, right. It's that energy that is beyond us. Okay. That. We've all heard this analogy before, right? You get the pebble upside your head. And if you don't listen to it, you get the brick that falls on your <laughs> on your head. And then if you don't you get right, then all of a sudden the whole building falls on our heads, right? That happens to us on, in our personal lives, but it's starting to happen to us as a society. Yes. And if we do not, right? And this is the Me Too movement and Black Lives Matter, right? We are starting to shift into a new level of consciousness, a new level of awakening. Mm -hmm. But that comes with a lot of pain and a lot of uncertainty and a lot of unpredictability, which is why I think that it is imperative now more than ever before that particularly we as women come together, right? Not just do our own inner work on an individual basis, right? but that we really come together and we're on this journey together, that we are supporting each other. Yeah. I love it. That, right. I just, I just created this whole brand new program called the confidence cure. And with it is an entire community of women that are learning and growing together. Beautiful. Oh, we need that. And you know, I'm happy 
that this wave is here. And I totally yes. agree with you that it it definitely took and is continuing to take an upheaval yes. in order to kind of clean off our glasses and go through with a different kind of perception. So I love that. I love that we are stronger together is now becoming an embodied hashtag, right? Yeah. We're literally able to live it out. We're looking for that collection, that tribe mentality to truly, I think, pull together our strengths. So I'm super yeah. excited about that. I'll drop the link to your course coming up so other people can take a look at it. And I'm really excited for you about that. So awesome. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I'd love to hear a little bit about some ways or maybe just even one or two of your top ways that we can dethrone that inner critic so we can start to experience flow and ease and that sense of empowerment that we have in us, but it's somehow been covered with all those layers you spoke about. Yeah, great. So the whole concept of dethroning your inner critic, now the way that I created a a methodology called the MIND method, M-I-N-D is an acronym. I wrote a book about it. So I'll just talk a little bit about, you know, essentially what that is. So we have this automatic mind. Okay. That's the mind that I call the inner critic, right? It it is literally like our hearts beat, right? Or our bodies breathe. Our minds just go. And what we don't really understand is that we have the same thoughts day in and day out. Okay. We have a thought like, oh, my boss disrespected me. Chances are, if you really dig below the surface, right? That the thoughts that we're having about my boss are the same thoughts that we had 10 years ago and the same thoughts that we had 10 years before that, right? They're just kind of regurgitated thoughts. So when we really are able to see the thoughts of our automatic mind, okay, Mm -hmm. and we recognize we're not changing those thoughts. That's not the goal, right? So a lot of traditional psychotherapy or traditional coaching is about like, change your thoughts, change your thoughts, change your life, right? Change, right? I... I don't adhere. I don't, I don't subscribe to that. I think that we've got an old mind. Okay. That says the same thoughts over and over again. But when we start to recognize we are actually separate from that old mind, we actually learn how to unhook ourselves from that old mind when it's speaking its same thoughts that create the same emotions that create the same behaviors. And we really can see it clearly and unhook from it moment by moment by moment. Now we use this moment to step into what I call a new rewired mind. Nice. Where we are intentionally having a different thought that taps into an intentionally different emotion. And from that different emotion, we're taking different actions. So what starts to happen is over time, the more that you're seeing your old mind and saying, oh, that's my old mind. That's not me. That's my inner critic mind. And unhooking from it. And there's, right, there's a lot of different ways that I teach people how to do that, right? But unhooking from it and stepping into that new mind over time. I mean, I work with people within this group, within right within the program. And I swear to you, after like three months, they're seeing themselves living a different life because they just keep practicing seeing it, unhooking from it, and stepping into something else. This episode is brought to you by Know Thyself and Lead, my free mini training that unlocks the top three secrets that you need to joyfully thrive. You'll learn the number one way to fuel action so that you're never stuck or procrastinating again. 
You'll crack the code and unveil your specific aligned purpose for more flow and ease, and you'll discover the way to propel you further faster. You can binge watch all three trainings at once or at your leisure. Either way, you'll want to sign up and dive right in. Access Know Thyself and Lead at kcrossi.com slash lead. That's kcrossi.com slash lead. Now, please enjoy the show. It That's is so cool. powerful. Yeah. I love that unhooking um, visual because yeah. you can literally distinguish and like make that distinction between yourself and your mind. So I really like that. It feels very empowering. It feels like you're also not giving energy to some of the older ways of quote unquote therapy that just keep rehashing the same story. And it's just like, it feels much more empowering and healthy to unhook, be aware, unhook, and then be empowered to change the story and create a new paradigm for yourself. That's right. Exactly. The the D step of the mind method that I created is design your life. So the approach is all forward movement because how we change the trajectory of our lives is through action. But action starts with thought. It all everything starts with thought, right? Because any action that we take is from our emotion, right? We're motivated to take the actions that we take because again, if we look at that survival mechanism, right? We want to seek out pleasure and avoid pain. That's really how human beings are hardwired, right? So if we can use that survival mechanism, right, to actually unhook from what is the automatic desire to avoid our uncomfortable emotions, right? That's where all our suffering comes from. We want to avoid our discomfort, but if we can actually figure out a way to lean into the discomfort and use it for our growth. That's what all of my love my, it. my teaching is about. You're yeah. speaking my language. I absolutely love it. It would be cool if you could share maybe a mini case study of how you saw this culture shift take place in either an individual or even a team once they've gone through your mind method. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, you know, I'll use my current program, right? So I have a program that I'm leading right now called Mastering Your Mind. And it's a a group of nine women. And each and every one of them are dealing with some very difficult circumstances, right? Someone actually in the midst of the program got into a very serious biking accident. Another one is dealing with launching a whole new career. Another one is dealing with the possibility of a divorce, right? And what's showing up is that in their ability to just be with what is and to keep unhooking from that automatic fear of the unknown, right? When they're surrendering into trusting that all they need to do is take each moment and master their minds in a way so that they are tapping into peace, right? And trusting that their lives are unfolding exactly how they're going to unfold. They're not going to be able to change how it's unfolding, right? But they can trust that life is guiding them where they need to be. And they can just be in the discomfort of the unknown and be at peace. It is literally transforming them 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Cause they're dealing with very difficult, painful circumstances, but the suffering is optional, right? Eckhart Tolle said that pain yeah. is unavoidable. It's the suffering that's optional. And each one of them is learning how to not suffer as they're dealing with their pain and their uncertainty and their lack of confidence and their doubt and their fear. And they're, they're living a fundamentally different life. And it is because it's not just that they're learning how to manage their minds, but that together we're all, we're seeing ourselves, right? I learn from them just as much as they learn from me, right? We see ourselves in each other and that's what takes our insights and our ahas and our awakenings to a completely different level because we're practicing vulnerability and sharing with one another. And it's just, it's like magic. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. I can feel your passion. There is definitely power in the collective that really united connection. And I love the fact that, that you have, you know, a fully women's supported group, because I think that we are allowed to become even more vulnerable, lay down any mask that is there and have that shared vulnerability and strength. I think there's a lot of inspiration and motivation that comes in the fact that if she can do it, so can I. If she's going through this pain and trauma and suffering and still is showing up and still is sharing that I can do that as well. So that work is so powerful. I feel like the perception shifts that I can imagine that happen in that container are absolutely priceless. That's one of the things that I value so much about personal and spiritual development is that there's never going up backwards when you have these paradigm shifts and these changes in your perspective, everything, I mean, like everything opens up and illuminates your path in a completely different way. So I applaud you for the work that you do. Thank you for shining bright. I think it's fabulous. How can people learn more about you, your work, your confidence cure course coming up. So that's some details on how people can take a step closer to you. Oh, Casey. Thanks so much. This is such a wonderful conversation. So my website is dethroningyourinnercritic.com. My book, which is dethroning your inner critic, the four step journey from self-doubt to self-empowerment is on Amazon and also on audible. My podcast is dethroning your inner critic. And you can find that wherever podcasts are are aired on Apple, Stitcher, SoundCloud. And Casey, you are going to be a guest on my podcast. I, I think, can't wait. Yeah, I think we're recording that in a couple of days, right? So I'm yeah, like, I love it. And you know, I think too, like that is this sense of collaboration. Like this yeah. is what it's about. It's really about, you know, learning about each other, connecting, growing, sharing, and then just perpetuating this positive ripple effect. So I'm loving that. I can't wait to continue the collab with you. Me too. I'm telling you, you know, as we awaken, this is the thing, right? Those of us that are really passionate about collectively, all of us as women waking up and stepping into like a really new level of our power, we've got to all come together and support each other. And that's, that's, what's going to change our planet. Yeah, it yeah. absolutely is. I love it. You've shared a lot of great gems and food for thought and just also opened up some possibility and opportunity, which is really that first step of awareness. If you were going to leave our listeners with a final piece of your bright light wisdom, what would it be? You are separate from your automatic mind. And when you really, truly know that and feel that and experience that separateness, 
you will be living a fundamentally different life no matter what it is that you're facing. Let's do it. I absolutely love it. Let's do it starting with you and me. I think it sounds like a great plan. Thank you, Joanna, so, so much for being here. I can't wait to connect again with you. Me too, Casey. All right, until then, breathe joy. Thanks so much for listening to the show. I have been sharing some of the podcast reviews and Jen from Oz from Australia says five stars, relatable and relevant. Casey is a great interviewer who brings her guests to a place of sharing super real info and steps to take their lives and business to the next level. Thank you so much, Jen. And thank you to everyone who listens to the Women Developing Brilliant show. If you wanted to share feedback, please go ahead and go to lovethepodcast.com slash brilliance. That's lovethepodcast.com slash brilliance. Thank you. 